That's Tiger Woods at Southern Hills live in the uh, media center meeting uh, with reporters and uh, writers in, uh, again, the media center in uh, Southern Hills at Tulsa, uh, you know, where the, uh, the eyes of the golf world are on Tulsa this week. The PGA Championship, Tiger won the PGA at Southern Hills in 2007. It's a lot different golf course. It's longer. You've got the Gil Hans redesign. Uh, you heard him mention Kerry setting up the course, talking about Kerry Cosby, the director of golf at Southern Hills. Should be a heck of a tournament. We also know that Tiger is going to tee off in a really good group Thursday morning at 8, 11 a.m. It'll be Tiger, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy in the same group. Man, how's that for start that's, that's a good. That's a good start right there. So, how good was that stuff when he was talking about Phil? Uh, you know, Tiger is so much better uh, in these interview sessions now. I think we've seen a more relaxed, more at ease with people around him. You know, Tiger was such a, a golf assassin earlier in his career where he had this laser-like focus on I've got to win and destroy everybody on this golf course. And I still think he has some of that. Obviously, he doesn't have the game he once had. Could he win if he plays great? Maybe. I would be very surprised. He still needs to get in better shape, I think, uh, after all the injuries. Could he win a major again? It's possible. Probably at Augusta. But uh, we may have seen the last one in 2019. I'm just happy to see him out there again. I am happy to see him out there again. He's got a smile on his face. He knows he's got a challenge ahead of him. But I love uh, the Q&A there was good stuff, and that was Tiger again. His press conference still continuing right now at Southern Hills. All right, uh, Matt Reynolds going to check in with us later from the golf course next hour. And all of our PGA Championship updates from Southern Hills brought to you by Craig Cox and Elite Roofing Systems. They're locally owned and operated. Elite Roofing is Oklahoma City and Tulsa's most affordable roofing company in OKC. Call them up at 405-361-3094 in Tulsa. Elite Roofing's number, 918-984-5475. Thank you to Craig Cox and Elite Roofing Systems. You get to hear from Tiger. Hey, it's not often Tiger's in the state of Oklahoma, and you just got 15 minutes of his presser right here live in the ref. We'll come back, turn our attention to Sooner Football coming up next. Okay, Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Rep Radio Network on a Tuesday. Hope your Tuesday is going along well. We do know that uh, Tigers press conference continues right now at Southern Hills. What a great week. What a great uh, week of sports. Again, the golf world focused on Southern Hills with the playing of the PGA Championship. Beginning on Thursday morning, uh, Tigers group, 8-11 on Thursday. Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy. That's a heck of a... Uh, a heck of a group to tee off at Southern Hills again, 8-11 on Thursday. We have the NBA Draft Lottery tonight, 7 p.m. in Chicago. 14 draft slots are going to be decided. Uh, the draft will be in Brooklyn next month on June 23rd. Nick Collison representing the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Currently, Oklahoma City is at 4-12-30-34 and 34 in this draft with a chance to move up, obviously. Thunder have a 12% chance to get the number one overall pick, uh, which could be Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paulo Bancaro, probably one of those three uh, just below. You're looking at Jaden Ivey, Shadon Sharp, uh, Keegan Murray, uh, A.J. Griffin, Ben Matherin, somebody like that. But a uh, huge night for the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, in determining their future. And let's hope the uh, the basketball deities have uh, a little good fortune for Oklahoma City after not treating them so well uh, in the previous draft lottery. But the ping-pong balls are dropping tonight. We will see if they drop in Oklahoma City's favor. 7 o'clock tonight, right before 
the uh, matchup between Boston and Miami, 7.30 on ESPN. It'll be on ESPN tonight. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, 7.30, and again, 7 o'clock tonight for the draft lottery on ESPN as well. Just before game one between Boston and Miami, we'll talk uh, to Brandon Rabar, our Thunder Insider, coming up. And that'll be happening in the next segment here on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. All right, so, you know, we uh, we, we get uh, nuggets of college football stuff that, you know, people want to talk about, but it's a lot of clickbait stuff. But it did uh, interest me to see that ESPN, their football power index, the FPI, had these teams with the best chance to make the college football playoff. Number one. The Ohio State Buckeyes, 82%. Number two, Alabama at 78%. Number three, Georgia at 73%, just to make the college football playoff. Number four was Clemson, 59%. Wow. Number five, what do you think? Number five. Who's number five on that list? I'm going to say number five is probably Oklahoma, isn't it? Oklahoma is number eight. Oh, wow. Eight? Eight. What is their percentage? 13%. According to the ESPN FBI, their computer model to make the college football playoff. And Clemson is at 59? Clemson, 59. Ohio State, number one, 82. Bama, number two, 78%. Georgia, defending champion, 73%. They check in at number three. Again, Clemson at number four at 59. Uh, can you name the three teams ahead of Oklahoma, five, six, and seven? Notre Dame, I will say, is one of them. Notre Dame, number six on the list, 18% for new coach Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish. All right, you got one. What could the other two be? Oregon? Oregon was not in the top ten. The biggest representation for the Pac-12 was Utah at number 10 at 5%. Okay, interesting. Huh. Michigan? Michigan at number seven, 15% for the Wolverines. Okay. So you still lack number five. Number five, uh, Clemson. Number five has to be an SEC team. Am I on the right track here? Sort of. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Is it Texas? Texas at number five, 21%. (laughs) What? 21% for (laughs) Texas. So of those just outside the Final Four to make the college football playoff, this is according to ESPN's computers, too. These aren't like some fools, you know, every year that in the uh, they fill out their top 25. All right, I'm stuck on 16, man. Who else? Oh, Texas. Yeah, let's put Texas in there, right? These are computers. Texas. Yes, 21%. How? I, How on earth are we still doing this? Helmet logo, I guess. And we, we all, well, not all of us, but a lot of the people out there just think, well, surely Texas is going to get going at some point, right? I don't know. But the computers don't think like that. That's okay, where I'm and, like, okay, why? Yeah, and look, I agree with a lot of that list. Ohio State definitively has the easiest path of any team in college football to make the playoff because they are clearly the most talented team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan was a flash in the pan last year, and Michigan State still has some work to be done, especially losing Kenneth Walker from 2021 heading into 2022. So, yes, Ohio State should have the best odds. And, yes, Alabama should have the second-best odds. And, yeah, Georgia should probably have the third-best odds. For Texas – to have the best college football playoff odds, 
of any team not named Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, or Clemson is crazy. Is indefensible. It is. But you know what? We could go to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber for a year and come back at this point next year or right before the start of the football season, and guess what? People are going to be overrating Texas in the preseason like they always do. But, again, the difference here is this is a computer model. So I'm I, – What are they feeding these computers? I A bunch of – horse manure i guess that's that's what i'm wondering what kind of data is going into these computers to spit out that percentage because it can't be returning production with texas the only the only returning production they have is from Bijan robinson and xavier worthy mm-hmm. and that's a team that went five and seven last year which trio so, do you like better by the way do you like the mighty quinn quinn ewers Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, or Dylan Gabriel, Eric Gla- Eric Gray slash Javante Barnes and Marvin Mims. See, that's actually that's actually a really tight race. In it my is, eyes. and it's because Texas it's has because, the edge at running back. Well, and it's because Bijan, yeah, because yeah. Bijan Robinson is really, really good, and Xavier Worthy is also really, really good. I would say Xavier Worthy and Marvin Mims are probably about on equal footing. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Javante Barnes, I would say right now, Bijan Robinson, I'd I'd give the edge to him. Oh, yeah. You have to. At quarterback, Gabriel. I'll give the edge to Gabriel because we we know what we're getting with Dylan Gabriel. We don't know what we're getting with Quinn Ewers. So it's 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 about a a wash. It is a push pretty much right now, right? And it all depends on how good Quinn Ewers is. If Quinn Ewers is better than his haircuts – then Texas might have the edge. Now, will Texas have the edge going into the Cotton Bowl next year? Will Texas play defense? That's That's, another concern. Remember, Texas has Bama in Austin in week two. That's going to be on Fox. It was announced yesterday. Big noon kickoff will be there, which leads you to believe, would they they actually have a noon, or not a noon, but a rooster kickoff uh, in Austin for Bama and Texas? Because a lot of the times when Big Noon kickoff is there, you know, uh-huh. that's the game. But, I don't know, I'd kind of like to see that as a night game, actually. Tigers Fox, press Fox has over, that, the uh, they've got the 6 o'clock slot, too, right? So, in theory, yes. it could be a night game. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. No announcement on that yet. We do know the Big Noon kickoff is going to be there and that uh, Texas and uh, Bama is going to be on Fox. We know that. All right, but yes, ESPN's computers, man. This computer has a mind of its own like HAL 9000 in 2001, I think, is what happened here. All right, we are going to break. It is a huge sports week. We have the Sooners hosting a regional right now in round two. They're tied with Auburn over at Jimmy Austin. For the lead in their regional, both teams at 17 under par. Oklahoma State has dropped into second place in the Columbus Regional at the Scarlet Course. Two shots behind Georgia Tech, the leader right there. We'll continue to follow the regionals as well. Day two of a a three-day event in Norman and, of course, again, the Cowboys in Columbus, Ohio. We'll talk draft lottery and the Thunder when we get back with Brandon Rabar. Keep it here. I like it. I like it, a little Daft Punk. Thunder hoping to get lucky tonight. The ping pong balls, they are a-dropping. A little after 7 p.m. tonight, right before we get game one between Boston and Miami. Game one of the Eastern Conference Championship Series on uh, South Beach tonight. Game one on ESPN and the uh, draft lottery right beforehand. Joining us, Thunder Insider Brandon Rabar, DailyThunder.com. 
All right, Brandon, how are you feeling? Last year, the Thunder didn't have uh, the best luck, obviously, when the ping pong balls fell. How are you feeling about tonight? I'm feeling better tonight. I, I think, Mike, just because I feel like the Thunder are due. You know, the Thunder had, you know, the best shot of anybody last year to get a top five pick. It didn't happen. They had a chance to get two top five picks. It didn't happen. This year, they have another chance to get two top five picks. I feel like eventually one of those, you know, coin flips are going to go the Thunder's way. What do you think about the selection of Nick Collison to be the Thunder's representative, Brandon? I think it's perfect. I really do. You know, no offense to Nazi Muhammad. Uh, you know, he, he works, he played with the Thunder, he worked with the Thunder. But, you know, when a lot is on the line, you know, the Thunder have been building towards this all season long. You know, this is the, the moment tonight that this season is building towards. You know, and as serious as this is for the implications of the Thunder's future, you got to take it seriously. If you're going to take it seriously, you send in a legend. You send in Mr. Thunder, Nick Collison. I, 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 you know, it's funny because if the Thunder get good lottery luck tonight, you know Nick Collison is going to get a lot of that credit. I'm not sure how many times on Tankathon that you've uh, simmed the lottery like uh, Thunder fans have, which probably for most hardcore Thunder fans is at least 100 times. But give me, Brandon Rabar, a ultimate dream scenario for Oklahoma City tonight and give me what you think could be a realistic, you know, situation that unfolds for Oklahoma City tonight. So the dream scenario would be two top five picks because it could happen. There's about a 3% chance that the Thunder could get two top five picks. And, you're, you know, you're looking at picking two of uh, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith Jr., Paolo Boncaro, Shaden Sharp, and Jaden Ivey. There's five star-tier players in this year's draft. Now, a realistic one, you know, the Thunder have about a 58.5% chance to get one top five pick. And, again, I think that if you get one of those five guys, any of those five guys, you prefer a big, but if you get one of the guards, that's okay, too, because the Thunder just want talent. If you end up with, say, number five and number 12, that's a successful draft, and that's realistic because there's about a 58.5% chance of it happening. Brandon, as you look at the matchups that we're getting in both the East Conference Finals and the West Conference Finals, who do you favor in those matchups? Who do you think we'll be seeing uh, squaring off for an NBA title, and why do you think things will play out that way? In the East, I like the Celtics. I just think that their defense and their team ball and their talent just from you know top to bottom, you know, starting with Jason Tatum, but then you know you got Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, like. I just really like the way the, the roster is constructed and how they play play ball. And then on the West side, man, it's so tough. Because, you know, you look at the teams and you got to say it's got to be the Warriors. They've got more talent top to bottom, which is why I picked the Celtics. But, man, Luka, you know, you hate to compare him to, to Dirk, you know, when they went on their finals run in 2011. But you just feel like there's this dude, this big European dude, with the mass who can just take over games and dominate. And it's crazy what Luca's doing at 23 years old. Um, if, I, if I had to say I would go with the Warriors, but I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the mass to, to upset him, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. 
Man, is there any way to describe what happened in that Game 7 in Phoenix where the Suns just completely fell apart? You haven't, you even had DeAndre Ayton refusing to play, you know, played 17 minutes. No, I don't want to go back in. And then, you know, just a, you talk about an absolute implosion. That may have been the biggest one I've ever seen in a Game 7. Yeah, and it just, you know, usually in seven-game series, you know, the best team wins, and, you know, things just kind of work themselves out. And when you see a team that's dominated, like the Suns have dominated, not only this season but last season, you know, the last two seasons, the Suns have the best record, you know, combined. And to see a team with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, Bridges, Cameron Johnson, to, to implode like that, it just didn't make any sense. You know, you could have convinced me that, that the Mavs would upset the Suns in Phoenix in a game seven, but never, ever would I expect, you know, the halftime score to be 57 to, to 27, and Luka has the same amount of points as the entire Suns team. It's just one of those, you know, fluky, never see it happen, can't explain it things. Now, Brandon, I know Chris Paul was a guy that won the hearts of a lot of Oklahoma City fans, although he was only in OKC for a single season. What would you think of the slander that was thrown his way by Patrick Beverly? Yeah, so you got on one end, like you said, a guy that became beloved in Oklahoma City, Chris Paul. You know, he started here way back when the, the Thunder, you know, well, when Oklahoma City hosted the Hornets, and then that one season in Oklahoma City. And then probably – if you were to ask every Thunder fan who the most despised player is, it's, I think Patrick Beverly wins in a close matchup with, say, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. So I think every Thunder fan is going to side with Chris Paul on this. And look, you know, I said on my Twitter, you know, a guy like Patrick Beverly going on to, to trash talk a legend like Chris Paul when Chris Paul's 37 years old, to me it's like, like a guy like Daniel Jones going on national TV to trash talk Aaron Rodgers. At, mm-hmm. at 37 years old when, after he got beat in the second round. It's like the same kind of thing. Like, come on, what are you doing? All right. Uh, crazy again, yeah, but what do you expect out of Pat Beverly, right? You know, right. It's, you, yeah. you don't expect anything, uh, any different coming on the show like that yesterday with Stephen A. and back on again today. All right, uh, before we let you go, let's say that, you know, Oklahoma City does land the number one pick. Who is Brandon Rabar's choice? if Oklahoma City gets that lucky and gets the number one overall pick tonight? I have flip-flopped my back and forth so many times between Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, I think Jabari is a little bit safer, and he's a great fit. But I still like the upside with Chet and what he could ultimately be. I know people don't like it because he's so skinny. But, man, if he was 20 pounds heavier, he would be the unanimous number one pick in everybody's eyes, and I think he'll put on those 20, 25 pounds soon enough. So it's tough, but I'm going to go with Chet. There you go, Brandon Rabar. Brandon, we will be calling you again soon, maybe again tomorrow. Uh, let's absolutely. hope, let's absolutely hope 100% that finally the basketball guides uh, show some mercy to Oklahoma City because Oklahoma City definitely deserves that mercy. Or we're yeah, de- Oklahoma it's, City. It's a curse if it doesn't happen again tonight. If it, if it winds up really, really bad again tonight, then we know there's a, there's a curse. Absolutely. That, that's too much bad luck uh, and too short a span, like over and over again. Surely, surely the, the Thunder do some luck tonight, at least one top five pick. Let's hope so. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks.
Absolutely. Talk to you soon, Mike. Brandon Rabar, ladies and gentlemen, joining us with everything going on today, man. Uh, those uh, the, the ESPN computers projecting Texas to have the fifth best chance to get to the college football playoff. Like I said, if you ever saw the movie 2001, which you probably didn't understand it because you're not as brilliant as me, but Hal 9000 had a mind of his own, a computer, turned on the crew. I think that's what happened here at the ESPN <laughs> Computer Lab is somehow that that computer was either fed some bad data or has a mind of its own. Uh, also with Tiger's Presser, which we opened with today at Southern Hills Live. You get to hear from uh, the GOAT, Tiger Woods, taking it up tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning, actually, 8-11 with Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy uh, out at Southern Hills. Uh, and in all the excitement, I forgot to mention our hour one sponsor, the great Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. You need the AC tuned up right now, maybe running like Tiger's walking right now with a little limp. Well, give Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call. They have serviced the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. Call them up at 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Thanks again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Let's take a break right here. Let's come right back to the text line. You want to do that? One of my top five songs of all time right here. I love this really? song. Really? Oh, You're yeah. that high on it. I love this song, man. I always have. Tears for Fear is one of my favorite groups, too. The Thunder needs to rule the draft world tonight. That's what needs to happen. All right, we'll go to the text line, the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we get back. Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Good to have you along here on a Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune, home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Hope your Tuesday is going well. It's going to be like 91 degrees today. We were about 82 yesterday. I prefer 82 over 91. By the way, over at Jimmy Austin, uh, the Sooners have surrendered the lead. Auburn currently has the lead at the uh, regional over at Jimmy Austin right now. The Auburn Tigers sit atop the leaderboard at 17 under par. Their team total, Oklahoma, is second at 14 under. T for third, uh, Texas and Ole Miss at five under par. So, again, this is only round two. It's a three-round event. So, uh, plenty of golf left, obviously. But the Sooners, again, now three sh- uh, three strokes behind Auburn in that regional here in Norman. And uh, the Cowboys have retaken the lead. Oklahoma State at seven under par. Georgia Tech at six under par. One shot behind Oklahoma State in the Columbus Regional at the Scarlet Course, where the host Ohio State is in third place, but six over par. So it looks like a two-horse race. More than likely, Auburn and Oklahoma for the Norman Regional, and Oklahoma State and Georgia Tech for the Columbus Regional. Again, day two of a three-day event. All right, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get there right now. Steely! Mm-hmm. Tiger is not the greatest of all time. That title belongs to Jack. I give the slight edge to Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods. I I think that if you're going majors, obviously Jack wins out with 18 and Tiger at 15. But the, uh, again, when you look at overall victories, Tiger is tied with Sam Snead with 82 PGA Tour wins. I think Jack had 73, something like that, if I'm not mistaken, which is third. Uh, and then Tiger's got more wins on the European Tour, certainly played more European Tour events, but Tiger has more overall victories. I think when both players – and look, I love Jack too. I love Jack. I mean, 
you talk about a golf front runner. It was Jack Nicholas for me, and then straight into Tiger Woods. But um, I think when both were playing at their very best, I would give an edge to Tiger, a slight edge to Tiger Woods, in my opinion. But you know, I can see the other side as well. All right, Kyle and Broken Bow. If Texas has the fifth best chance, Grizzly Adams had a beard. Do you get that reference? I don't. I thought that Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm not tracking with that comparison. Kyle, your other one was pretty good. It couldn't be read, but uh, <laughs> no, it couldn't. <laughs> so anyway, Kendall asked, "Do the Sooners have to win the regional to advance?" No, no, you've got to be in the top five, right, for the regional uh, to move on. So if Texas actually beats Bama and OU steamrolls Texas. Will that speak volumes when it comes to choosing between the one-loss teams for a playoff spot? You would think, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Sure, in theory, but Texas isn't going to beat Alabama. There's zero chance of that happening. A less than zero chance. Really? Uh, it's a, it's a, you're, you're out there on a limb a little bit. Quinn Ewers, the mighty Quinn, you never know. You never know. So you think Texas has zero shot against Bama? Look, I would Listen, give Texas that would about be, a ten percent chance. No, I will give them a zero percent chance. That would be the biggest turnaround in the history of college football if they went from losing to Kansas in twenty twenty one to beating Alabama in twenty twenty two. Steve Sarkeesian should be extended to a lifetime contract if that happens. I would be surprised. Don't get me wrong; I'd be surprised as well. I I would go higher than zero though. Maybe not much higher. Like I said, I'm going 10%. That might be too much. Yeah, it's definitely too much. But, yes, Big Bad Wolf, that would uh, absolutely, I think, uh, yes, that would be big time. ESPN still using Commodore 64. By the way. Um, <laughs> not bad. Where was Texas A&M on the playoff percentages? Were they in the top 10? A&M was not. It was Ohio State 1, Bama 2. Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Texas 5. This was the ESPN FPI, Football Power Index, best chance to make the college football playoff. Not win the national championship to make the college football playoff. Buckeyes, Bama, then Georgia, Clemson, and Texas in the top five. Notre Dame 6, Michigan 7, Oklahoma 8, Pittsburgh number 9, and Utah at number 10. So they got Pitt higher than A&M, huh? Yes. Yes, they did. I mean, hey. And that's – hang on, hang on, hang on. This was published after Jordan Addison hit the transfer portal? Yeah, it just came out like yesterday. These people are so out of touch. I How are we so know. much smarter than everyone else, Steely? Well, I think it's our education. In fact, you got a master's degree, but I got a good solid bachelor's too. So, by the way, who puts that on a text, by the way? Jeez. <laughs> we got a low-class individual out there. No shame apparently, whatsoever. Apparently it was a Happy Gilmore reference. I've never seen the movie ah, Happy okay. Gilmore. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Our listeners will find this out if they haven't already. What do you mean so. you haven't seen What's your problem? You don't like I, cinema? I, I don't have time to watch movies, Mike. You had a childhood, did you not? I did. My childhood was not full of movies. Did you, you grew up Amish, didn't you? We didn't know. You were building <laughs> barns and churning butter the whole time. Oh, I tell you what. So my, uh, my younger brother just graduated high school, and he's going to Hillsdale College in Michigan, mm -hmm. which is kind of like halfway between South Bend and Detroit. 
And apparently there's a very significant Amish population up there. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he went on his college visit there, they would pass, like, horses and buggies and people in the full Amish garb with beards and all. You know, the I've Amish ne- may have it right. We may have it wrong. We're the idiots who are sitting looking at social media all day, right, arguing with each other, worrying about little stuff that's not even important. The problem that I would have is I would not want to build anything. If they asked me, you know, if I was Jebediah Steely, you know, I would say, <laughs> I don't want to build anything. Can you please put me on something else? Well, that's all we do is we build things. Where's the transfer portal? But I don't think you could. Can you transfer out of the through the uh, the portal? Lead. I don't. I don't think there is yeah. a transfer portal in Amish. But culture. man, I got to tell you, I got a respect for people who can live like that. When my wife, the lovely Shay, had her heart surgery up at Mayo Clinic in the in the waiting area on the floor that we were on, it was like me and about forty Amish people, and we had conversations. Nicest people ever. They were all there for one member of their community who was having surgery and they were all there i was like in the movie witness all of a sudden i was harrison ford and they were super nice we even i even talked to him about uh you guys have cell phones at all and the one guy said he had the beard the hat and everything we do but we can only use it in case of emergencies and that's it they have no like they don't connect to twitter anything like that they have it for emergencies that's it I don't know if these were Mennonites or I think they were Amish or Mennonites, but that and the guy couldn't have been nicer. But he said, "Yep, I've got one right here." It was like an old school, real old school phone. Yeah, I bet because I mean, like, if you're going to use it for emergency, you're only going to use your phone in case of emergency. You know, why yeah. get an expensive one? That's true. That's true. All right, thank you to Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Let's keep those texts a rolling. All right, let's keep it going on the Air Comfort Solutions tax line. We've got Matt Reynolds coming up from Southern Hills. We've got a lot more to talk about, more college football conversation as well, and uh, more on the PGA Championship, which tees off Thursday. Tiger 811 with Tiger, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy at Southern Hills. Coming right back. Hour number two presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley and uh, XF72 for a great deal on a car, truck, or SUV at the Seth Wadley Auto Group and a great deal after the sale. Great service, and you can't beat the guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Also, our friends at Riverwind Casino love Riverwind. They've got a great event coming up. The 2022 Beats and Bites Festival will kick off May 28th with a great show outdoors. With all those great food trucks, the retail vendors, and even a fireworks show on July 9th. It all gets started May 28th. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. First show out, opening night, May 28th, and Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something, June 18th. The Randy Rogers Band on July 9th with the fireworks display to follow that great show from the Randy Rogers Band. And then July 30th. Scotty McCreary, damn straight, will take the stage at Riverwind. Uh, His new hit and very popular. Great shows, great times, great food, activities for the kids. It's kid-friendly, it's pet-friendly, and it is very much a great, great bargain for you as well. You can get your tickets, individual tickets, for all of these shows right now at the Riverwind box office inside the casino 
right there in front of the Showplace Theater, or you can get them online at riverwind.com. That is at riverwind.com, and they're only 5 bucks a piece. That's amazing. We're all looking for great deals. Did you see the beers at the PGA are 18 bucks a piece? Yeah, but they're big, right? 25, they're like 25 ounces. ounces. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess when I first saw that, I was like, good Lord. But... Yeah, they're they're big. So less guess, than a dollar per ounce. That's comparable to like getting a twelve ounce can for what eight nine bucks. Yeah, it's still too much. But again, I, I thought you know, is that a twelve like a twelve ounce beer? You can get one of the Gusta for four bucks. You know, five bucks for an import, and maybe and that went up in the last couple of years. Augusta, like I said, Augusta. If they ran the country at Augusta National, we'd have no debt. There'd be no problems. Well, maybe a few, but not many. So, uh, again, I want to remind you about uh, the great, great Beats and Bites Festival and get online, riverwind.com. Five bucks for each individual ticket for those shows. Last year, we had uh, Hall of Fame Rockers Cheap Trick on the Beats and Bites stage, and we'll start it off with, uh, I love this duo, Night Ranger and Starship, man. Nostalgic right there, no doubt. So get your tickets, again, either at the box office or online at riverwind.com. Okay, uh, we had Tiger's presser earlier. He had some interesting stuff to say about Phil not being there. Remember last year at the Ocean Course, Phil Mickelson shocked the golf world. He was not in any kind of form to go out and win a major championship, but Phil had like a thunderstruck week, like the movie. All of a sudden, he became the old lefty again and went out and won the PGA Championship. It was uh, the most meaningful one of his career had to be that first major because, you know, for the longest time, Phil Mickelson was atop that list of the best players to have not won a major. Well, he finally broke through one of the Augusta and the big putts, you know, beating out uh, Chris DeMarco. And uh, that was just a great, great victory for Phil. And he's, you know, uh, for the longest time, he didn't have a great track record again at the Open Championship. He ends up winning there in that great battle with Henrik Stinson. But... Uh, that one came out of nowhere. And for him to not be there is really crazy. I mean, he's – you talk about a big fall, man. And can Phil eventually get back to being one of the fan favorites out there? Yeah, his hardcore fans will be there for him. I don't think he'll ever get back to that level again, but we do have a forgiving society. He'll get most of those fans back, but it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a while. Can we – by the way, I loaded that clip, 517 – uh, it says Tiger on Phil. Okay. Let's play that real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll talk a little college football. i got an interesting question. So if you missed Tiger's presser, which we had live right here uh, from Southern Hills, uh, right as we came on, you know, it was about three minutes after noon, and Tiger had his presser, so we got about 15 minutes of that. This, I thought, was the most interesting exchange. Tiger and Phil have gone from extreme hardcore rivals to kind of friendly to rivals again, and I think – as Tiger gets older, he's more accepting of Phil, and I, I think they are friends. But, you know, Tiger back in the day, if you read, um, you know, any books on Tiger Woods, Tito uh, Woods, his his mom called Phil, even growing up, instead of lefty, she would call him hefty. So that's, wow. that's kind of how they felt about Phil. They Tiger always felt that Phil had a lot more game than he would show, but he didn't work for it. And Tiger is one of those guys that works, 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 works. But, yeah. Uh, Tita Woods called Phil hefty, at least back in the day, instead of lefty. But this was Tiger talking about Phil not being there at Southern Hills to defend at the PGA. It's always disappointing when the defending champion's not here. Um, Phil is, has 
said some things that I think a, a lot of us who are committed to the tour and committed to the, the legacy of the tour have pushed back against. And um, he's taken some personal time. And uh, we all understand that. But I think that some of his views and how the tour could be run and should be run, um, been a lot of disagreement there. Um, but as, as, as we all know, as a professional, um, we miss him being out here. I mean, he's a big draw for the game of golf. Um, he's just taking his time and, um, you know, we, we all wish him the best when he comes back. Obviously we're going to have difference of opinions that how he sees the tour and, um, we'll go from there. You surprised at all. It has escalated to the point that it has where, you know, he, he also missed the Masters, obviously, and we really don't know what's no, next. No. Yeah, it, it, it has ramped up very quickly. And I think in, you know, we were talking about this, you know, if this would have happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have happened as fast. But social media has changed the landscape and how fast things can ramp up. Um, whether it's real news or fake news or whatever it is, opinions get out there instantly and it can sway very quickly one way or the other. And what we're seeing right now in a society, it's very bipolar. There's really no middle ground. You stand one way or the other and it's um, very polarizing. And the viewpoints that, that Phil has made you know, with the tour and what the tour has meant to all of us um, has been polarizing as well. There you go, Tiger on Phil not being there at Southern Hills. Good exchange with the reporters earlier today. That's uh, from about about an hour ago, Tiger meeting with the media at Southern Hills. All right, we've got Matt Reynolds coming up from Southern Hills at some point this hour. All of our reports from the PGA Championship brought to you by Craig Cox and Elite Roofing Systems. Craig Cox, Elite Roofing Systems, thank you so much for uh, bringing uh, all of this stuff from Southern Hills right here to the wrap this week, sponsoring all of our reports. They are Oklahoma City's... Uh, most affordable roofing company, and the same goes for Tulsa as well. You can call Elite Roofing in OKC at 405-651-3049 or in Tulsa, 918-984-5475. And we've got Matt at 135. That's when he will, he will be joining us. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, I got to ask a very interesting question via text. Steely, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of Sooner all-time underachievers in football? underachievers yes and so i was thinking about that uh during the top of the hour and marcus dupree would be number one now dupree achieved some things he well yeah see that's the thing i think that's the easy number one but yeah. you have to add the caveat that when he did play he was really freaking good he averaged eight yards a carry and like i said he was he was almost like a uh I don't want to go defensive lineman size, but he was about 6'3", 235. He could run a 4'4". So you don't want to tackle that guy in the open field. Like I said, the, the most hilarious, comical high school tape, if Huddle would have had highlights back in the day when you saw Marcus Dupree playing in Philadelphia, Mississippi, it looked like uh, you know, a man playing against uh, you know, Pop Warner players. You know, it was ridiculous. But I would go – still Dupree just based on his overall talent. That's why they, they – you know, the 30 for 30 was the best that never was on Marcus Dupree. Uh, Marcus is a great dude, still on Twitter, uh, part of the Sooner family and enjoys that very much. And, uh, you know, I think uh, the Sooner fan base 
still loves Marcus Dupree. They've forgiven him, but it was you know it was crazy when he left. I got a couple. Okay, Trey Matoire. I had him written down. Trey <laughs> Matoire. Yes. Oh man, that was I, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and not use an innuendo in describing his career, but um, yeah, it was that the was, way that all ended was interesting. To say the very least. That may have been a mental issue was, there, you know. He was the number one wide receiver in that recruiting San Antonio, class. right? He had all the talent in the world. Yeah, he was. He, You're right. Uh, who else do you have? Jeremy Calhoun is up there. Jeremy Calhoun I have also. Yes. I had Red Bomar. Yep. I, again, you have to add the caveat that Bomar didn't have much of a chance to really underachieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, for as, as far as his billing as a high school prospect, what he actually did in a Sooner uniform, and naturally there were some circumstances that played into that. But uh, yeah, Bomar's got to be pretty high on the list as well. Uh, um, do we? Is it too early to say that Spencer Rattler is on that list? Um, no, I don't think so. Because and and again, it's almost like a Marcus Dupree type of situation with Rattler as well. Because his 2020 season was excellent for the most part. He started off kind of rocky, and there were some growing pains. But once he got his feet underneath him, man, he had a really solid 2020 season. But and the wheels fell off in 2021. Well, what happened was he was struggling. There's no doubt. But then Muleshoe also saw an opportunity. I can take Caleb to SC with me because he knew, he knew where he was headed. Taking a personal day. Are you kidding me? During the football season, unless you know a relative is in, you know extremely ill or something, and then lying about it straight through his teeth. I think to everybody. I think if we're talking about homegrown talent, too, there will come a time at which we look back on Bray Walker as maybe the biggest underachiever of the 21st century for Oklahoma. I'm trying to think. It's almost like you think of Marcus Dupree, five-star. Red Bomar, five-star. Jeremy Calhoun, five-star. But see, all those those guys did something. Like, even Jeremy Calhoun and Trey Matoire did something before they ended up elsewhere jeremy calhoun went to angelo state i don't know offhand what ended up happening with trey mcguire after he was dismissed from the team bray walker has done nothing mike nothing mo dampier was the greatest towel waver in the history of bowl games <laughs> mo dampier was waving that towel man in the ou lsu national championship game back in the day it didn't work though uh brent rawls we talked about him not too long ago Best known for falling out of a pickup truck. See, it's a lot easier to ID these guys in the modern recruiting era when you can go back and look at where they were ranked as prospects. Outside of Marcus Dupree, Mike, is there anybody from decades past, 70s, 80s, 90s, that really jumps out, comes to mind? I'm trying to think. We'll see what the text line's saying as well. Yeah, they'll help us out. Um Alvin Ross and Freddie Sims both played a little bit. Trajan Bridges is pretty good, yeah. Buki. Eric Mitchell. The problem with Eric Mitchell is Eric Mitchell was a great athlete, no doubt about it. These are from the text line, by the way. But Jamel Holloway was so proficient running the wishbone, you know. Mitchell, uh, you know, I think of Eric Mitchell. He had a highlight run 
Uh, it was the UCLA game, I think, that, that UCLA team that came to Norman with Eric Green and, and uh, Gaston Green and Eric Ball, the running back combination, that was pretty highly thought of. And Eric Mitchell ran the option one way and turned around, reversed his field, and ran back the other way for a touchdown. He was a great athlete, but he wasn't as good at running the triple option as Jamel Holloway was. But that's a pretty good one right there. That's a pretty good one. Trajan Bridges certainly is one of the – because and I've said this before on the air. I'll, I'll say it again. I had multiple people tell me in the aftermath of Trajan Bridges' dismissal from the team that he probably, with everything that he had put everybody through and all the trouble that he'd gotten in over his couple years in Norman, Oklahoma, he probably would have been kicked off the team months prior if he hadn't been the most talented wide receiver on that entire roster. Yeah, a lot of people thought that. There's no doubt. What a sad ending to his college career, too. Just an asinine decision. I mean, look, kids make dumb decisions, but that one's one of the dumbest ever. All right, we got a break right here, and we've got more texts rolling in. We'll go straight back to the text line when we get back. Matt Reynolds from Southern Hills coming up. Brought to you by Craig Cox and Elite Roofing Systems. As we get ready for golf second major, coming up. Beginning on Thursday, Tiger on the tee, 8-11 Thursday morning with Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy. Rory is meeting the media right now at Southern Hills. All right, we'll break right here. Come right back on the ref. All right, welcome back. I wonder if people in Durant, down there in Durant, call Durant, 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 Durant. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been down to Durant. Down so there in Durant. No, maybe maybe I've passed through. Been a lot of places in Oklahoma, but most, if not all of them, on the eastern half of the state. Rarely, if ever, have mm-hmm. I been west of I thirty five. Hmm, interesting. Been out to Weatherford. Yeah, back when uh, Ethan Downs was a prospect, getting recruited by Oklahoma. But no, I I have not seen really any of western Oklahoma. Didn't somebody tell us on the text line that SC might have been tampering with uh, Ethan Downs? Oh, yeah, that wasn't the text line. That was Ethan Downs' parents on Sam Mays' podcast. <laughs> that said that S Really? Jeez. Yes. That man yeah, has because no shame. None. He's the pride of Weatherford, Oklahoma. Ethan Downs, you who play- wanted to be a Sooner his whole life, was going to go out to Southern California. If you play golf with Muleshoe... You know that he's shaving strokes like there's a four, guys. No, I saw you take four shots over there in the rough. Oh, those are four, guys. That's my agent. <laughs> uh, that is like of all the players to tamper with, Ethan Downs. I mean, like if there's one guy that you are not going to convince by any means to come from Oklahoma to USC – it's even now. Freaking mule shoe. Who had any idea he was this big of a piece of human feces? That man, and he's, of course, he's got a big old mansion out there in California. You know, built his rep off Oklahoma's back, and then, you know, jeez. By the way, guy, uh, I'm telling you, he needs his, you know what he needs? A good country ass whipping is what he needs. <laughs> Because the ass whippings are always worse in the country. You never hear of a good city gas kicking, do you? No, I can't. You always hear of a good country ass whooping, but never a good, you know what? That guy got a good city ass kicking. 
<laughs> Air Comfort Solutions sex line. I think that's unfair for Rattler. He deserves total judgment after his college career. If he turns out to be good, we can just chalk it under Mule Shoes failures. Or failures, excuse me. You know, you know what, Mike? I'm increasingly sensing a lot of parallels between Spencer Rattler's career arc and that of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether that's really being talked about enough. Who, because uh, yeah, it's like Jalen Hurts is a better NFL quarterback than Tua right now, right? Well, exactly. And you think about it, Rattler didn't do anything to lose the starting job. Like mm-hmm. most guys in his position would not have lost that job. Just like most guys in Jalen Hurts' position would not have lost that job. There just so happened to be a guy on the bench that was too good to deny. And ultimately, here's what I think with Rattler. Here's what I think we're poised for. And by the way, I was talking to somebody on staff at South Carolina last night. And direct quote, Mike, everyone loves him, referring to Spencer Rattler. Apparently, he flew out the other day from South Carolina, or from Arizona, from his home in Arizona, to South Carolina for a one-day charity event, and then flew back. And that was the example mm-hmm. that this person gave to me. Cool. As you know, what kind of a person Spencer Rattler has been since arriving on campus in Columbia? I think Spencer Rattler is going to have a really good year. I hope he does, man. He, Look, from everything I'm hearing, from everything I've seen of him throughout the spring practice period at South Carolina. This is a guy that has a new lease on life. I just think that in the end, he's going to be remembered as a Gamecock and not a Sooner. Just like Jalen Hurts is remembered as a Sooner and not a Crimson uh, Wave, I suppose. Now, wait a minute now. I would say that Jalen Hurts is still remembered more at Bama. You think so? I think so, just because of his longevity there. I mean, he started as a freshman. Now, now again... Oklahoma is very much a big part of the picture, but I would say about 60% Bama, 40% OU. I may be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've been wrong a lot, actually. But, you know, that's my take on it. But I do think it's interesting. You know, every now and then, if you can stomach a little humble pie and digest it, it's good for you. And maybe that's what Spencer Rattler needs a little bit of. Uh, And look, you know, he had his own series and everything. So... and again, he's a kid, I, and I was pretty critical of him too because a lot of times he'd say, "Well, those people don't know what they're talking about. They don't know." But I always thought, again, man, you just don't call out the fans and say they're idiots, even though I've done it a few times myself. So why am I criticizing him? But you know what I'm saying? He he had a cocky edge to him. There's a fine line. You want your quarterback confident. You don't want them overly cocky. And Baker told that line all the time too. But Rattler. Uh, hopefully this this dose of humility will serve him well. And uh, I hope he does well at South Carolina. Back to the text line. Is that new recruit Ben Anderson just a deep snapper, or is he slotted as a true center as well? So, yes, Sooners picked up a PWO commitment this mm-hmm. morning from long snapper Ben Anderson. Uh, he is just a long snapper, yeah. not a true center, specialist through and through, which the Sooners are going to need one because after Casey Kelleher departs, He's entering his sixth season as an Oklahoma Sooner. So once he moves on, uh, the Sooners only have one long snapper on the roster, as is in Ethan Lane. So Anderson is going to have a chance to compete right off the bat as a redshirt freshman, you'd imagine, to be the starting deep snapper. Uh, Oh, I I just lost the other text I was going to read here. Please recap the Ethan Downs tampering you just mentioned. Please. Yeah, so allegedly... Allegedly. Allegedly. And I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing what was said on Sam Mays' podcast. 
by Ethan Downs' parents. Apparently, Alex Grinch sent a text that suggested that there would be a spot at USC for Ethan Downs if on the off chance he just felt like coming out to SoCal with the staff. And he probably put like a laugh emoji or something with it. You know? All right, Grinch is on my list too. Let me add him. <laughs> Let's see. Riley, Stroud, Grinch. Anybody? Oh, uh, Manning. Oh, uh, this is, uh, and this is the drama of the day. Uh, Parker, do you know what happened with a guy Hall and Texas? I guess he deleted all his UT stuff off of social media and might be going back to Bama. Yeah, look, Bama's not taking Hall back. That's yeah, he, not he just came through the portal, the wide receiver you're yeah, talking about. He did delete all the UT stuff off his social media. Look, this dude is just drama of the highest degree. So he's like, going to wind he up is the out human in embodiment LA. of drama. Now, I don't. I, I don't know what's all going on here, and there are people who have said, well, he's, he wasn't listed on the roster in the first place because he's coming in with the summer enrollee. So I don't know what that whole situation is like at this point in time, and I'm not really willing to dig on it because it's Texas and it's a wide receiver that has four career catches at the collegiate level and is the biggest nuisance on Twitter of any college football player in America. So... I am not really interested on digging beneath the surface on what's going on between a Jai Hall and Texas. I just know that apparently there's some drama and there's a thought that maybe he might not stick around on the 40 acres. So hmm. that's a thing. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. We got a couple other people on the text line saying that Hertz is all Bama. That's where his heart is. Uh, I think of Jalen Hurts, yes, he'll be remembered more for his Bama career because he was there longer, again, started as a freshman. Uh, but, again, I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe even 80-20 Alabama. Maybe. Does that sound about right? I, I know I said 60-40. But, you know, uh, I will say Muleshoe did a nice job tailoring the offense for him well, the year he was at Oklahoma. There's no doubt about it. Now, he's still a sack of you know what, but still, he did a nice, he did a nice <laughs> job that year. Muleshoe, uh, Stroud, Grinch, Manning, anybody else? Am I missing anybody who's on the list? The SC uh, we're list? giving Brian Odom a pass, right? Brian Odom, yes, absolutely. This would Brian Odom 100% a pass, no doubt about it. No doubt, yes. So, yeah, I think that's the whole list right now. Annie Hansen, maybe? Annie, um, okay. Yes, I, I would consider uh, that a traitorous uh, event going out there. And Latrell yes. McCutcheon definitely has to be on that list, too. Yes, right? but Latrell McCutcheon doesn't matter enough to be on the list <laughs> after he got torched last year in Dallas. So, All right, got to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Matt Reynolds coming up with a report from Southern Hills Golf Club. We'll get back to your texts. Draft lottery tonight. Will the Thunder finally get some good luck from the hoop gods? Please. Please, please give us some relief from tanking. All right, we'll be right back here on The Ref. All right, we are back. Mike Steele, Parker Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Network. Hope your Tuesday's going along well. It is for Matt Reynolds because he is at Southern Hills and Matt's reports from the PGA Championship presented by Craig Cox and Elite Roofing Systems. They're locally owned and operated. Elite Roofing is Oklahoma City and Tulsa's most affordable roofing company in Oklahoma City. You can call them up at 405-361-3094 or in Tulsa, it's 918 918- 
984-5475. All right, uh, Matt, we, we get the grouping for Tiger on Thursday. Tiger, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy. Good luck. You better get there early and get you a spot because that is going to be a madhouse coming up on Thursday. It is going to be a madhouse. My best advice might be watch them for one hole and then move on because the rest of the golf course is going to be pretty open uh, for all the other groups other than those uh, that particular main group, which is about as good as it gets. Now, with Tiger meeting the media earlier today, Matt, and we uh, let off our show with 15 minutes live from Southern Hills of Tiger Woods' press conference. But what really stood out to you, uh, you had the chance, uh, obviously, uh, to be present for the entirety of it. So uh, if there was one thing that really stood out about Tiger Woods' press conference, whether that was his comments on Phil Mickelson or his body or the course, what was the one thing that really kind of caught your attention? I think what continues to catch my attention is just, uh, you know, Tiger as a whole seems to have this, uh, I don't call it a rebirth, but maybe a realization that, He's coming down the lane, and he doesn't know how many more times he's going to do this. And he just, I, I feel a sense of that he's just thankful that he has the opportunity to still be out here and playing. Um, but he also recognizes that the young crop of golfers we have are very, 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 very talented. And uh, that, that to me, was the two biggest takeaways. The way he's interacted with fans over the first two days, I, I, had, I didn't see Tiger in the early 2000s. But from everybody that I have talked to, it didn't seem like he's super into interacting with the fans all the time. But it does seem like that has been more the case here uh, in the first couple of days here in the practice round. So, but he really talked highly of the, the up-and-coming golfers and about the scoring of what he thought it would be. Um, he won this tournament, and it was under 10. Uh, the exact, uh, I believe in 2007, is right at 8 under. So cannot be done again. It's, a lot of that's going to depend on the wind. And when is going to have a huge factor in this thing. Tiger, four-time PGA champion, as Matt said, uh, won the PGA at Southern Hills in 2007. It's a different golf course now, no doubt. Uh, I agree with you, Matt. I think, and I was saying this even after, you know, we, we had 15 minutes of Tiger off the top live in his press conference. It's a different Tiger Woods Earlier in his career, he was like a golf sniper and an assassin. He was just out there to destroy everybody. I, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say he didn't have any personality dealing with the media, but he was much more measured in how he went about answering questions. And this is just a different Tiger Woods. And I think you're right. I think the fact that he's out there playing golf, his number one goal once he got injured was to be able to play golf with Charlie, uh, which is really cool. And now he's out, you know, at least he's going to play a very limited schedule, maybe only, um, you know, majors only and maybe a couple other tournaments. But I think he's thankful to be out there. I think you hit that on the head. Um, Okay, so as uh, you look at what else is going on out there, uh, Victor Hovland, Oklahoma State Cowboy, uh, has been close and has won some PGA Tour events. He's had a good young career, hasn't broken through and won a major yet former U.S. amateur champion. It kind of feels like it's only a matter of time before he does. But what do you think of Victor Hovland's chances this week? It comes down to how many greens is he hitting. If he's hitting the greens, I trust that he's going to have a great shot at winning this tournament. But if he has to uh, chip, and especially some of those tough, tight chips. That's that's his weakness. Yep, you're right. It is. And still, he was out yesterday. I was watching for three or four holes. 
and I get it. It's a practice round. It's kind of nice to, for these guys to show us they're human every now and then. But you could tell. I just don't know if he trusts it when he goes back to chip and golf the game. As anyone knows, if they're into this game, you better trust when you go back to swing that club that it's going to do what you want it to do. Otherwise, without confidence, who knows where that ball's going. Matt, uh, from what you've seen of the course today, uh, whether it's the weather conditions, whether it's how fast the greens are rolling, how does that contrast from what you told us it was looking like yesterday when you said uh, you've never seen greens this fast? The greens are a little slower today. Uh, they slowed them down. Part of that is with the rain we got this morning. Uh, but also, uh, I got a chance to talk with Henrik Stinson a little bit away, and super nice guy, obviously, the next Ryder Cup captain for the Europeans in a couple years. Uh, and he, he really articulated about as good as I think anyone can. He said, with the wind coming in, forecasted, they're going to have to slow down these greens with the slopes on the greens. There's no way it would be unplayable in his mind, if it was anything above a 12 and a half. And he thought today they're around 11 and a half. So that's where the greens are at right now. Uh, they are a little softer just with a little rain. That might get a little rain on Friday, uh, but I don't think a ton. So I think it's going to come down to still who can learn those slopes uh, and who can, who can play the ball correctly. And when you miss, there's certain holes you don't want to miss short. There's certain holes you don't want to miss long. Make sure you're calculating your misses because that's what these guys are learning out here over these first couple of days. Okay, I'm going to give you a list of 10 here, Matt, before we let you go. And uh, you give me, pick four of these that you really like. Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Rory, DJ, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, And let's throw Max Homa in there. Uh, give me four of those that you really like that you say they'll absolutely be there on Sunday. Spieth. I've got no question watching this morning. I think he's locked in. He's ready to go. So I, give me speed first. Um, I'm going to go Brooks Kepka, and I'm a little bit worried as I even say that just because he hasn't had the form. But he tends to get up to these majors. And it, it almost it looks like he's lost a little weight. He also has lost his blonde hair. That is not happening anymore. He's shaved his hair down. It's pretty much all gone. There's a little tinge of it. So maybe that will help him as well get that uh, scent off of him there. And then the last two, DJ sure did look good this morning. So I'll give me DJ for the third. And I don't know how you can't make a list without Scotty Scheffler on it with what he's done this season. Until the guy falls off, you got to pick the hot hand. So give me Scotty Scheffler. Matt, we appreciate your updates. Enjoy your rest of the day out there. We've got uh, Wednesday, which is usually a little bit of a lighter day for the guys who get out there, but uh, can't wait. Cannot wait for Thursday at Southern Hills. It's going to be fun. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Matt Reynolds, uh, you hear him on the Gimme Zone with, of course, Josh Helmer. And company, Brian. <laughs> did you space there for a I second? I did space for I got a text for a second. <laughs> Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer. I just got a text, and I was completely a good friend of mine, uh, now working in Tulsa, Colby Daniels, just sent me a video of Tiger on the range. And uh, so I definitely was uh, freaking had- out. I got it right here. I've got Tiger right there on the range. He's like 10 feet away. Wow. I'm, so you I'm, got you got eyes for Tiger. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, man crush, that's... big time. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be cool. So, I'm sorry. Yes, Matt Reynolds, Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer. I, as soon as I was thanking him, I got the uh, the text with the Tiger video. 
So anything Tiger. That is just came easily distracted. All of a sudden, it's good stuff. All right. We got a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Literally, my brain just went. It was like the computer when it just stops. Uh huh. The spinning wheel. Yes. I had to reboot myself right there, is what <laughs> happened. Windows update live. All right. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Coming right back. One more segment to go and more text on the way next here on the ref. Okay, back with you on a Tuesday, and I uh, hope you're having a great Tuesday so far. What you got going on later today after uh, Locked In? Big-time assignments no, involving recruiting? Gonna, well, yeah, just pretty much going to... M- mandolin practice? <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't picked up that mandolin in probably a week. Really? How's it going with the mandolin so far? You know, it's easy. Cause once you know guitar, mm-hmm. like any stringed instrument is a pretty simple learning curve. For me, it was somewhat difficult. Really? I got the power cords down pretty well. Oh, yeah. Power cords. Those are a breeze, man. But uh, the good news is you learn power cords. You can play 50% of the songs there are. True. Uh, so I used to play along with a lot of Nirvana stuff. Pretty easy. But I, yeah, as you long know, as you're not trying to play like, like Phil Keggy type stuff. I'm and- like Guitar George in Sultans of Swing. Just strictly rhythm. I, I can't make it cry or sing. Oh, really? Got a daytime job. I'm doing all right. You hit the whammy bar? I never whammied, no. <laughs> never whammied. Man, when I was first learning, though, and I would go get all those different pedals and everything, I probably had 20 pedals, you know, ridiculous. It's like when I get into something, I dive straight in and go very deep. But then life gets in the way, and uh, yeah, I haven't played in, golly, about Seven years, maybe? Six, seven years? Oh, wow. I still have my uh, Gilmore Strat. It's a Mexi, but it's a Gilmore copy. Okay. And I have a, I had a Gibson SG, and then I had uh, a Les Paul that disappeared. Two Les Pauls. Long story. Disappeared as in? They just, uh, I'll tell you off the air how they disappeared, but it was not cool. <laughs> So, interesting okay so anyway yeah i had the uh like the midnight sunburst and then i had one that was a green sparkly kind of 80s looking les paul which was very different the sg was always my favorite to play though just because it's so light compared to the les paul but uh the les paul sounded really nice so anyway nobody cares about this stuff so i'll move on how you doing, everybody? Let's get to the text line, 405-651-3439. Colin Go Brokenbow says, if you can play Johnny Be Good, you can play anything. Probably. That's like the genesis of rock and roll right there. Yes, yeah, the great Chuck uh, Berry. Marty McFly was the originator, though, right, in Back to the Future. Now, Chuck Berry was uh, one of the legends of rock and roll, no doubt. The only memory of Hertz at OU is the OU fathead of him in my office, says one listener. Hmm. Is it really like, am I the only one that remembers Jalen Hurts as a Sooner? And look, there are some, there are some guys that, you know, they'll play multiple places and mm-hmm. there's some legitimate disagreement as to which school they claim. But like when Jalen Hurts introduces himself on Sunday night football. It's always mm. Oklahoma, right? It's not Alabama. Is that what he says? Really? I don't remember. I don't know. 
That's a good question. I, you know, sometimes they do their high school or something crazy. Look, I don't think Spencer Rattler will be remembered as a Sooner. I don't think Caleb Williams will be remembered as a Sooner. I think, and I, I'm not trying to make this dumbed down and overly simplistic, but I really think it is about where you finish your collegiate career. Unless you're like a Doriel Green Beckham type of situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> you never actually play it down for the team you finish your collegiate career with. To me, for Jalen Hurts accomplished so much at Alabama, though. He's always going to be an Alabama guy. But again, I will say that he's got, he's got a little bit of Sooner in him, you know? Uh, I think he'll do something. Well, I wonder how much he'll help this staff as compared to, you know, the Brent staff, because he has no real affiliation, obviously, with this staff. So, I don't know. Steely, remember, highly touted wide receiver Ahmed Kaba. Boy, that worked out well. 11 career receptions. Ahmed Kaba, Oklahoma wasn't throwing it quite as much then, but still, Ahmed Kaba came out of, was it Westmore? Westmore, I believe, for Ahmed Kaba. Pretty highly recruited. And I remember Bob Stoops was asked when he first got there, you know, after Ahmed Kaba, you know, how are you going to replace Ahmed? Well, I think we can find somebody who can catch the football nine times. All right. You know. <laughs> like Dang, <nine>. Bob. <laughs> Dad, does Les Paul play sports, Steely? I, no, I don't know if Les – I don't think so. So, Tiger's out there chipping. He's working on his chipping right now, and the Golf Channel follows Tiger wherever he goes because they know Tiger is the needle in golf. Tiger is golf. It to always, a certain extent. There were a few people out there even back in his head, man, why do they show Tiger all the time, every shot? Because he is the sport of that's golf. That's what sells. That's why. And that works. Yeah, but he's in 12th place or, you know. The ESPN2 version of the golf channel should just be the Tiger channel. If you put uh, on... I wonder how it would go, let's say you play the first round of the PGA Championship and you put it on CBS. Uh Uh-huh. And then you put Tiger's round, just his round, the same time period, just Tiger's round and the rest of the field on, put Tiger's round on ABC, say from, you know, 8-11 to 1 in the afternoon, whenever they finish or whatever. Uh, And then you put the rest of the field on during that same time slot on CBS, which is that Sean Foley out there with him? Get away from him. Oh, my gosh. It is Sean Foley and his douchey glasses and hairdo. Get out. You've been fired at his coach. Don't even talk to him. You messed him up. Okay, so anyway, I'm sorry. I was watching the video. But where do you think the ratings would fall there? Just Tigers round. That's it. Yeah, Tigers round would get better ratings. Yeah. Like double the the other coverage, something like that, maybe. Another listener says, so Rhett Bomar is a Sam Houston State Bearcat for life. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. He did he uh he had a cup of coffee with the Giants and like the Raiders. The Raiders. Golly. I remember he had copter dad though. That was one of the issues too. Jerry Bomar was kind of a copter dad. He oh was, really? He wasn't uh hovering all the time. He wasn't Craig James or Marv Marinovich, but I heard he was he was definitely up there in the copter quite a bit. All right, we gotta get out of here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. We appreciate them. Don't forget, get your tickets for Beats and Bites 2022 at Riverwind Night Ranger. 
Starship with Mickey Thomas, first show out May 28th. All the tickets for all those great shows available online for just 5 bucks at Riverwind.com, or you can get them at the box office. It's going to be a great time at Beats and Bites 2022. Parker, Tyler McComas, coming up from Houston and the Sooner Caravan next.